This is a diet of Brussels. Uh, what have we learnt from uh, yesterday's European Council on the 15th of uh, October? Um, as I talked about earlier in the week when I was looking ahead, so I didn't have great expectations and I'm happy to say that those uh, meagre thoughts uh, were largely fulfilled, um, possibly even surpassed. Um, as we might have uh, imagined, the issue of uh, the British renegotiation was uh, largely curtailed by the pressing matters that uh, were still there in relation to the migration crisis, uh, particularly the discussions uh, around uh, relocation, but also the discussions with Turkey, uh, which also got bound up then with uh, reopening some chapters of the Turkish accession uh, negotiations. So a very brief uh, discussion, again hampered very clearly by the lack of a precise set of demands or uh, objectives, as may be the more constructive way of putting it, from the UK. Now where there has been a, an advance, potentially, is that uh, David Cameron has said, uh, and has been widely reported as saying, that uh, there will be the production of a list during next month, which will actually... Uh, start to move towards satisfying that particular problem for uh, European counterparts. Now, what's also clear, though, is that that list is not a definitive list. It's about uh, a preliminary list, uh, which uh, isn't going to be what they're going to be held to or what they're going to let themselves be held to. And again, this reflects deep suspicion on the part of the, the negotiation team on the British side that if they set out a list of demands that then it becomes easier to judge them on what they don't achieve uh, and also to just generally uh, poo-poo the, the quality of what they might be trying to achieve. So better from their perspective to remain uh, opaque. But what they think this really brings out is the challenge that uh, the UK faces in terms of the timetable. The basics haven't changed. There's a commitment which Cameron really cannot break of uh, having this referendum before the end of 2017. For a long time, it looked like they were going to go for the speedy option and try and get something through uh, in uh, 2016, maybe in uh, June, certainly by September. What's happening again now is that we're pushing that line timeline back out that if we're only uh, going to have uh, a list, uh, a preliminary list in November, we're unlikely to have much substantive discussion at the European Council at the end of the year. And uh, in terms of the negotiations that might ensue, we're moving clearly into 2016. And who knows how long that might drag on. So the difficulty of the situation, the difficulty of uh, pursuing this line of uh, activity is clear. The problem is, is that the reason why they wanted to do it quickly, uh, those reasons haven't gone away, that there's still a problem around uh, 2017 generally. There's the German elections, there's the French elections, uh, there's a whole host of things which are going to make uh, agreement more difficult in 2017. Uh, there's also simply the fact that the government really would like to uh, move this on, move this away uh, from uh, the front pages and just get on with the other stuff that they're trying to do. So, again, we're kind of seeing how the, the, the policy is really one which is reactive, emergent, uh, deeply contingent, and not really based on a strong uh, 
grounded sense of uh, what is possible and what might be achieved. So I think we're going to see more frustration at European councils uh, in the coming uh, months when we have them uh, because uh, that basic dynamic hasn't changed, hasn't moved on.